0: My name's Red, and I want to tell you about Transformers. My curiosity is aroused.
1: Oh, more than meets These fools worship Transformers.
2: Decepticons, transform and rise up.
1: Robots with emotions.
2: Robots who can die. Arrest.
1: Silence. Hello and welcome to another episode of Transformer Tuesdays. This is Mike, uh, Thunderwing. Uh, Today we will be discussing a little something obscure from... Uh, what do you call it? the Transformers universe uh a pair of kids stuff read and listen books that were released in uh, nineteen eighty five both of them they're they're basically like story books. They also came with uh, audio cassettes that had, like, full, like, voice acting and, like, some really cheesy and cheap music and stuff and, like, a narrator that, like, read the story to you. And then uh, both of them were released on a... Both of the stories we will discuss tonight were released on a VHS what do you call it? it it's not really animation per se it's just kind of the pictures uh of the book with like crappy like sliding effects and really shitty it, special effects it makes
2: those old 1966 marvel animated cartoons look like freaking cgi from
1: 2013
0: yeah. yeah i was thinking the same thing
1: yeah they're pretty they're pretty awful but you know i don't know I, I, for my part, um, I owned one of the books, I owned the second story, which is titled, When Continents Collide, and like, I, I, I owned the book and the, ca- the, uh, cassette tape, so I remember listening to that, uh, the other story, I think I read at some point, but I don't think I ever owned it, and I had never seen the VHS version, but, uh, the internet being what it is uh you know we found it on youtube so we all watched it just to see you know and we were exposed to that like awesome like terrible like uh 1980s uh special effects or whatever passes for that so it's
2: it's like it's like movie maker windows movie maker traveled back <laughs> to the time and like assisted them in editing this storybook or something yeah. exactly yes
1: well, in whatever case, uh, like I said, I'm Michael, and also here is...
0: Hey, this is Brian Breakdown. Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek W.C. Welcome
1: to your Kid Stuff See and Read video book. As you listen to the Transformers story, you can read along with the words at the bottom of the screen. Right, so uh, I guess we'll get uh, started, and we'll start with the the first story on the in this double feature. Uh the first story is titled Satellite of Doom. Uh Satellite of Doom is written by John Braden and it's got art by Pablo and Judith Marcos. Uh I guess it, well it does have some original art, but a lot of it seems to be like a lot of like tracing of like the character models or the packaging art, but there there is some original art in it. But uh in whatever case um I'll, I'll just give a brief synopsis of the story and then uh we'll we'll discuss it a little um in in africa uh megatron and soundwave have uh basically enslaved a bunch of humans into digging a giant chamber in like a like a giant cavern and uh they're trying to i i think they're trying to uh, pack it full of coal or something and explosives and, like, I, I, like, the plan is very, like, convoluted. Like, um, their plan is to detonate the explosives, and the, coal and, the, and the coal and the carbon from the humans that get killed from the explosion are going to, like, combine into a giant diamond. And then Megatron's going to use this diamond uh, to attach to a satellite and shoot the satellite into the into the into uh, Earth's orbit, where it will uh, create sort of a lens to focus the sun's energy and melt the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> and, and the rock and the Rocky Mountains. And then mountain-
2: apparently, apparently, when you do that, then it turns the entire planet into a sea of oil. So.
1: Yes, exactly. And then yeah, the mountains will somehow like yeah melt into a giant like pool of o- or yeah sea of oil. Um, in whatever case, um. Uh, like as they're like undertaking this like tremendously convoluted plan, uh, Skyfire flies overhead. He sees uh, a dying or a dead human on the uh, in, on the desert like floor, and he t- he radios back and tells Optimus Prime and Prowl back at at uh, Autobot base, and uh, they they're like, oh well, the Decepticons are up to something, so they They notice the satellite being launched, so Skyfire goes to attack it. Skyfire misses it. It goes into space. S- Megatron fires the laser or, or the le- the sun's rays through the uh lens and uh it starts to melt the m- the forests and mountains and form basically like m- like geysers of molten rock and like volcanoes like on the Earth's surface and stuff. So, very quickly, Optimus Prime knows this is a problem, so he has Ratchet, like, rig up Skyfire with some emergency, like, thrusters. Skyfire uh, goes into space to shoot this satellite down. Uh, He doesn't have enough fuel to, like, make it back, so it's kind of a suicide mission. Skyfire fails again to destroy the satellite, and apparently dies and falls back to Earth and burns up. But, um, I guess, like it's it's weird because then like like in the meantime Prime has also had Ratchet build a giant like square mile of like mirror or like big sheet of polished metal and uh, Optimus and like uh, some other Autobots although it it only the art only shows him and Sunstreaker flying up they fly into space with this sheet of metal and reflect a blast from the satellite back at it which destroys it and uh <laughs> Megatron like in Soundwave just kind of retreat after that like and they they get into a, like a, a digger machine and they like burrow away and that's that pretty much like I don't know it's 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 a very convoluted story for something that's so short and like simple and like written for children but yeah, that's about it I I mean comment
0: maybe maybe
2: they should have called it like Megatron's Rube Goldberg plan or whatever they call it, where it's that extreme like device where it's like you kick the ball and the ball rolls down a slide and the, the then splashes in the water (laughs) and the splash of water like turns on a electronic duck that like, you know, bites you know somebody's like hand, and then they like jump up out of the chair and knock down a bag of oranges, and the oranges like roll across the floor, and then all of a sudden it sets off you know I don't know an explosion or you know what, whatever. Yeah, it's like it is.
1: it's like a like a real
2: like mouse
1: trap like the board yeah, game like yeah.
2: type of plan or yeah, something. yeah yeah basically like it seems like there's a lot of stuff uh, involved in that. I just I, like some of the dialogue I thought was funny like that I took note of where I I like you you talked about how ratchet had to make uh, this kind of uh, you know on the fly you know launch tool for jetfire you know and prime was asking him to make it and and when they're rushing him you know of course prime's like only the facts you know and like he's basically <laughs> yeah. like hurry up and make this this thing because you know everybody on the planet's going to get killed and and then i forget who says it but it's like come on prime it's like ratchet's only mechanical like you know, prowl, and and it, yeah. it's supposed to be a, it's supposed to be like a euphemism for like, come on, he's only human, like, he can't, <laughs> he can't do miracles, you know, and and instead it's like they were trying to figure out some other way to say that, so it's like, basically, it seemed like mechanical and mechanic became the, the euphemism in the story, where, you know, they'd be like, he's only mechanical, and then I think when, when Megatron is, uh, uh, combating prime, he's like, you know, it's time to meet your mechanic, (laughs) you know, and you're just like, wow, like, like, okay, so that's, it's time to meet your maker, you know, and I guess this is, you know, pre sparks and all this other stuff, you know, so (laughs) joining the matrix or, you know, whatever other euphemisms have uh, been created later in the, Mythos. So at this point in time, it was just kind of like, okay, it's time for you to meet your mechanic. You know, I'll rip out <laughs> your optics. You know, that kind of jargon. So I was like, I was just kind of amused by all that kind of stuff. And one one <laughs>
1: thing I should mention is that Megatron is voiced
2: by the same dude who voiced Mumrah Like, Zach. see, I was going <laughs> to yeah. ask about that yeah. in the in the credits on the YouTube video. It says that Casey Kasem and Earl Hammond provide the voices now to me i'm kind of like that's not none of that is casey Kasem.
1: no i don't think
2: at all so i question the earl hammond thing i know he sounds like mum but then like on some of the other stuff i was reading some people say it's it's just unknown because it's uncredited voice work but uh, some people credit the guy you said who wrote the whole thing, John Braden, as doing the voices for the whole thing. And if it's as on the cheap as it appears, that might be the case where it's like a Watchmen motion comic where it's just one guy doing like seven different voices and and changing his, you know, know, he's got his little sound system that's changing his voice. And maybe he sounds a lot like Earl Hammond, but I don't know. Like, I, I, I think I looked up Earl Hammond right away, but I guess... It's not like on IMDb it's going to be like kid stuff, Transformers, Satellite of Doom, you know,
1: 1985.
2: Yeah. Well, he's, he's doing
1: a great impression of him. If yeah, it he,
2: definitely, he definitely does sound like Mumra for sure, one way or the other. We have lured these thousands of greedy
1: carbon-based humanoids here to perform the excavation and loading of the chamber for us there, using false promises of vast wealth and then making them our (laughs) slaves. Ironically amusing.
0: Um I was just going to say that it's kind of hard to tell from the artwork but Optimus and Bot are in a uh, truck mode where I was actually veering to the left a little and I think Megatron just realized he was out of alignment and literally needed to go visit a mechanic. I don't think it's supposed to be a <laughs> euphemism.
1: <laughs> He's taking it literally. Prime it's time to see your mechanic.
2: <laughs> you got to get those but, tires those tires uh realigned.
0: Uh-huh.
1: I was going to um, say it's it's kind of uh I was gonna say like like not only is Megatron's plan very like convoluted, uh, it's kind of like for a kids book, it's kind of like macabre, like it like it kills like all these humans and turns yeah. them and, like he pretty much harvests them, harvests well, them but, for their their
2: carbon. Yeah, well, I guess I guess the thing that's that's missing is well, I mean maybe you went into it, but like the magnitude of the plan is he has all these humans enslaved. They're digging up coal to turn into a massive huge diamond that's going to go on top of this transformer sized satellite. And the way he the the way he turns it into carbon, it's not like Superman's there to just crush it in his hand and then it's like it's magically a diamond. No, they they literally describe the force of the bomb and they 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 describe it as being like, you know, more powerful than any H bomb that's ever been like used on the planet before so you're thinking to yourself wow he's in africa and he just nuked the shit out of it with something that that is more powerful than a nuclear bomb and you're just kind of like holy crap like (laughs) and, and all it did was make like a bunch of coal in some random african mine a huge giant Diamond top yeah. of the satellite, and you're just like, "Wow!" Like he just does not fucking care. Like basically, and then um, you know, I the the, the uh, yeah, I I I totally agree with the the uh, assessment that if you actually like kind of stop and slow down and, and think about what's going on, it is pretty pretty uh, abysmal what what happens to you know the uh, the collateral damage that is incurred by the Decepticons.
0: Both stories kind of sensationalize it too. Um, I think one of them talks about a sea of death, and I was like, wow, as a kid, I wonder what I would have thought about hearing, like, sea of death. But then also in this, go ahead. Oh,
2: I was just going to say, like, I did have this as a kid. Like, I don't have strong memories of it, but I know at some point, like, I, I recognize the cover, and I think I, I may have a hardcover version of this storybook somewhere. So I don't know that it even dawned on me, like, maybe, I mean, as, 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 kind of naive as it sounds, maybe I just kind of looked at the pictures and overlooked that kind of stuff. Like, I I don't think I was like, oh, Africa. I don't, I don't know that I had much of a concept of, like, you know, I was just like, oh, yeah, they're just some slave people that, you know, Megatron, like, controlled with Soundwave, and, like, I probably just... It just never dawned on me. Like,
0: you know, yeah. I was kind
2: of like... I, I, I don't think that registers, but, like, reading it today, I guess from an adult perspective, you're like, oh, wow, what a casual outlook on a massive loss of life <laughs> yeah like
0: the first book says something like uh 10 times a thousand fold like increase in the heat and it's like as a dog you're like okay everyone's dead like yeah. I- <laughs> end, of, end of story
1: yeah i i just found it funny that like prime like so like cavalierly sends like skyfire on like this suicide mission and then like it's pretty much like it seems like skyfire dies because it just says like soundwave kind of laughs about him burning up in the atmosphere and stuff but then like i i guess i guess it wasn't like in like it wasn't like callous or anything cuz i guess it was like a delaying tactic for ratchet to build the giant like reflector but it's like he doesn't have enough fuel to come back to earth or whatever but like uh, apparently like a group of autobots like fly up into orbit like on their own like with no problem so i'm like wait it, it
2: sounded but it sounded like it was one of those things where and i'm not defending the story per se but it sounded like it was one of those things where it was an emergency and had jetfire brought like extra tanks of fuel with him he could have flown up there and come back and given that Prime and Sunstreaker and his massive army who has never been drawn were, were all up there like at some point that maybe they had more time because Skyfire bought them that time the, the only thing that I think is funny is sometimes the, the images that are drawn on the page don't actually match the text at all like I think the text is something to the effect of you know the, the satellite gets launched and um, S- Skyfire, you know, how is it, it's like, it, it's just something like, like, Skyfire, uh, you know, tries to, I, I, it's something like, where basically, like, when I was looking at the picture, I was like, well, he missed, you know, and I think in the text, it's like, oh, Skyfire, oh, that's what it was, Skyfire, like, attacks, and the text says something to the effect of, oh, the satellite deflected his attack, and I'm kind of like, no, he fucking missed. Like, you know, like in the, in the picture it's like he clearly misses like cuz he's trying to shoot it down and you you can see the the satellite, you know, rocket's right past his attack and it's too fast for jet fire to keep up with. But then, you know, or skyfire or whatever the fuck. But, you know, anyway, but the, and then, you know, in the text though, it's like, "Oh, the, you get this image of like if it really deflected his attack like maybe Megatron installed like these you know, purple translucent Decepticon shields that like, you know, reflect his, his uh, laser fire or something like that. But that's not what was actually um, visualized in the, in the storybook. Yeah.
1: Uh, You were talking about like dialogue earlier, like there's some pretty like uh, (laughs) flowery, I guess, dialogue like here, like on both Megatron and Optimus Prime size. I think, I, I think my, my favorite one is Optimus Prime going uh, uh, when when he figures out Megatron's plan and Prowl's like explaining it to him. He goes, millions will perish in the ensuing calamity of Megatron's debased thinking." Like a little
2: like melodramatic, like all over the place. Maybe maybe if they got like Adam West to be Optimus Prime, then it would it would sound normal. Where he's like, millions will be killed in this debased." <laughs> Thinking of Megatron, <laughs> you know, like, like that would probably work out better than, uh, than whatever, I, I don't, it doesn't really sound like Optimus Prime, you know, it sounds kind of like one of these, you know, uh, come on, chum, prowl, let's go stop <laughs> that satellite, you know, like that kind of thing, you know, where they're like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Destroy Megatron and this newest tool of his evil imagination!
1: And then when Megatron's plan has failed, he goes, busted gears and cracked drive shafts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and that's a euphemism for, you've kicked me in the balls, Prime the it's last like,
0: motherfucker <laughs>
2: yeah you know what i wanted to mention about those movie maker like special effects is just like i th- this was originally like a, a book on tape or came with a record or, or what have you and like it's a lot easier to read the story because basically it's a, a picture and then right next to it is like a mountain of you know Todd McFarlane-esque text on a splash page or something. And so you can kind of read all the text in one shot and kind of look over at the picture, and even if it doesn't match, you know, it's like you're reading a book. You can kind of imagine some things. But when they tried to adapt it to, you know, this VHS tape, it's like they only had, you know, whatever it was, the ten pictures they had, you know, that were commissioned for this storybook. But then the text goes into great detail about what's going on so they they would either edit things where it'd be like close up on megatron from page 1 and then it'd be like wide shot of megatron and soundwave on page 1 pan from megatron and soundwave on page 1 down to all the you know you know uh mind-controlled, you know, slaves that are doing the coal digging. Pan back up to Megatron and Soundwave on page one. You know, and you're like, for fuck's sake, like, come on. And and, and it's just like, it, it was just driving me fucking crazy. And, of course, the text is written, you know, beneath the, the image every, you know, couple minutes of what's going on, giving you a play-by-play in case you can't understand what these guys are saying. Um, but the, one of the things I noticed that is different from... The uh, how you guys were talking about how it's like, oh, Prime only goes up with Sunstreaker, even though they kind of intimate, like, oh, there, there's an Autobot army, you know, going up to stop Megatron, even though Prime's army consists of one soldier, um, you know, according to the images anyway. And so at some point, I think when Soundwave and Megatron are in Africa, and after they've detonated the bomb or something, and they, they launch the satellite up with the giant diamond, There's some text that says, oh, and, and, you know, unbeknownst to Soundwave and Megatron, you know, the Autobot, you know, spy, Bumblebee, like, saw the whole thing and is on his way back to report to Prime. In the storybook, nobody ever drew Bumblebee. Like, there's literally (laughs) no image of Bumblebee in that original storybook. So when you watch the VHS tape, it's kind of funny because it's like they, they did a... You know, basically, it'd be like me doing a a cheesy Photoshop on one of my videos where they took, you know, a a cutout of Bumblebee from the box art and just did like, you know, right to left, you know, upright to to down left pan of of the box art where it's like, look, Bumblebee's running away or whatever, you know, just like, come on, man. Like, so (laughs) anyway.
1: Yeah. I guess I'm I, I, I'm kind of impressed like rereading this like well actually I I, I don't think I've ever read this one but uh, the second one I have but both of them I guess I'm kind of I'm, I'm I guess I don't know if impressed is the word but like like I don't know if I would like c- comprehend like a lot of this stuff as a kid like I don't know like I mean I wasn't a like dull kid or anything but like the 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 amount of detail that goes into like describing all like the geological effects and stuff and like the the scientific stuff like I don't, it, it's like kind of like does, more analysis, like yeah.
2: Well, to me, I I did have a note, especially for the the second half of the VHS tape, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a few minutes. But I was like, is this Transformers or Mister Fucking Science? Like, I mean, because it's like there's there's some certainly some things where it's like the geothermal energy of you know the density of rason gas versus the density of crude oil, Robin. You know, and you're just kind of like. Wait, he's talking to Prowl about the density of, you know... like Yeah,
1: like, I I can't imagine any kid finding this, like, super exciting or anything. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's just like... And and the way Prime... Prime actually does get really excited about it, especially in that last story where he's like, (laughs) I've got it! You know, like, he's like, (laughs) I know the answer! You know, and, and, and it's just like this kind of, you know, burst of, like, ingenuity on behalf of Prime where it's like, oh, I can solve you know, Megatron's riddle or, or whatever it is. But, you know, in the meantime, you're just kind of like, yeah, there, it, it's, it. I, I don't know that it's, it's not babble because it seems pretty legitimately real, you know, but it's like one of those things where it's like they were trying to combine like national geographic facts with this toy property. And then in, in some ways that kind of makes it a little dull, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, do you want to move on to the second story, or do, you, do
2: either of you have anything else to add about the first story? I'm, I'm good, unless Brian has some last thoughts on Satellite of Doom.
0: No, I'm good. Let's go.
1: Okay. The second story, uh, as I think I mentioned, is called When Continents Collide. And uh, I have fond memories of this one, actually, because I actually owned it. And I owned, like, the cassette and the book. I, I never saw, like, the VHS version, but I did own, like, this version at least. So, like, I sort of, I sort of like, you know, I, I kind of wish I still had it. I don't think I do. If I do have it, it's probably, like, tucked away in some crate somewhere and probably in terrible condition. But in whatever case, uh, uh, a synopsis, um up in Alaska um Megatron and Soundwave again have uh, coerced this one human to like look the other way while they type like the Alaskan oil pipeline and they've stolen this giant like hovercraft that, that is like an uh, some kind of oil transport I don't like they say it's it seems to be a human oil transport according to the like the text but it looks like It really looks like a Cybertronian like thing. Like it looks like. Well,
0: plus they say it's like two hundred oil tankers, like the size of two hundred oil tankers, or something crazy like that.
1: Yeah, it's like a a shield helicarrier almost, or something. Yeah. But in whatever case, uh, they've they've coerced like this human to like look the other way while they like tap the oil, and he he, he,
2: sold out humankind (laughs) for a fucking jeep.
1: Yep. What an (laughs)
2: asshole. He, he they is. they
1: promised him a new Jeep and that's yeah, pretty much yeah. <laughs> what a fuck. <laughs> but it's in like, whatever dude,
2: you're you're all gonna die, but I got my Jeep. He's, so got, fuck his, you
1: guys. he's got his Jeep, yeah. But uh, like eventually Megatron gets impatient with that, and he's just like, you know what? Just take it all at once. Like screw, screw, t- like doing this like a little at a time. So they yeah, I start. Kinda, like, I
2: kind of wondered like why why did Megatron even go through the motions of that? Like it was like what like Doctor Arkaville worked out so great that they're like, oh yeah, we gotta we gotta have more human liaisons because you know we well, don't want to ruffle like, any feathers.
1: There's a point where, like, Soundwave tries to, like, calm Megatron down and says, you know, like, well, we can keep going back to this guy and, like, he'll be, you know, a valuable contact and stuff. And, like, Megatron, like, that appeases Megatron for, like, all of one page before he, like, goes back to his, like, I'm, no, you know what, screw it, I want it all right now. So, like, they start, like, pumping all of it. And the human guy is like, no, no, you can't do this. And Megatron kills him, or it says flattens him with a ion stun <laughs> field. So, uh, yeah, the guy wanted a Jeep, but it's all he cool. got was
2: game. It's cool. he, can, he can still drive his Jeep when he's flattened. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's all right. He's fine. He's
1: fine. Well, in whatever case, uh, because of the, the oil is being drained so fast, uh, oil companies like... Uh, Notice this and they call the Autobots because I guess, you know, they have a direct line to Optimus Prime. And, uh, what do you call, uh, probably It's, it's
2: uh, Commissioner Gordon, you know, is calling Optimus Prime. Yeah, yeah I'm, yes, I'm like, Commissioner, you... the oil's being stolen from Alaska's <laughs> pipeline. You know, like, it's just like, yeah, exactly.
1: In whatever case, yeah. And I I guess, yeah, that must mean that, like, uh, Prowl is Robin. Prowl is Robin. Yeah, he's like, (laughs)
2: holy! (laughs) It's
1: like, holy oil spill, Optimus! Like... (laughs) Yeah, so Prowl narrows this drain of oil down to the Alaskan pipeline, but Optimus is like, you know, this is uh, just the facts, Optimus. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's very all much like, that's like, all you can narrow it down to. Like the uh, the Alaskan pipeline is like hundreds of miles long, you dumbass. You know.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so in in whatever case. uh uh, what do you call? Uh, Optimus sends his favorite kamikaze trooper Skyfire out again. See, so um, he
2: must be he must be fine because this story took. Yeah, place after it, so.
1: it must be yeah. yeah. So Skyfire attacks the shield like oil carrier or whatever, and um, he manages to like sink it basically, but. Uh, like it, i i guess when it, even though it crashes it can still like flo like glide over the ice so uh megatron orders some of that fuel he just stole to be the the oil to stole to get burned so they like thrust out of there before jetfire or skyfire can uh, like stop them
0: before you uh, get too far too it's kind of interesting to note that yet again um skyfire's lack of fuel like comes into the story and they say he only has like a minute or two, like, to attack, and then he has to leave. You know. <laughs> does, that, does
2: that make like Skyfire like the Aquaman of this little, <laughs> you know, kind of, uh, you know, crew? I guess so, cause, yeah. like he basically he's like, oh, I've I've been out of water for you know uh, two hours. Got to go. Goodbye. Like I don't have enough fuel. Gotta
0: gotta gotta pull out.
1: Um, I guess, oh, I, I forgot to mention, too, um, that Jeep that Megatron had promised the human turned out actually to be Hound, who was, like, spying on, like, the Decepticons for uh, for Optimus, and, like, I, I don't actually know how that works, like, how Megatron, like, And, like, Soundwave missed that, like, you know, this Jeep has an Autobot symbol on it or whatever, but,
2: you know, I I don't know, you can't look too closely at it. Well, the other thing that I thought was weird is he's given Prowl all this shit, right, for not being able to narrow it down, but yet Hound was able to find them. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't understand. They weren't like that. keeping in contact with Hound.
0: Yeah, like Hound well, is I mean, the they, one. they
2: say something at some point where they're like, "Oh, the signals are jammed," and like now I'm getting a transmission from Hound, so now we know where they are. But I was like, "How did Hound know where they were in the first fucking place?" Like, I guess he had to wait for the guy to.
0: prowls in place deep undercover waiting for some human to betray the entire human race for a jeep (laughs) if he would wanted a corvette like prowl would have been uh, a hound would have been screwed
1: he's like he's like jeep jeep trust me he's like he's trying to pitch this plan to prime he's like trust me prime like jeeps are like candy to humans there's gonna be one human who wants
0: a jeep women money no they're gonna want a jeep
2: in fact he'll he'll sell out uh, all of humanity for a jeep that looks like uh it, it, it's like a typical run-of-the-mill army jeep from, like, 1963 or whatever.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, well, in whatever case, continuing with the story, um, they're trying to... They, they lost this giant oil carrier. Like, Skyfire didn't have enough fuel to follow it or whatever. And for some reason, like, Hound's not there anymore, so they can't find it or whatever. Um they, Megatron parked like, the friggin' thing in an ice cave somewhere, I guess, in Alaska. And uh, they, like, Soundwave kind of, like, like exposits how they've kind of, like, upgraded this oil, like, drilling platform with the, yeah, with drilling capability and, like, more capacity and stuff. And uh, they're going to go straight, like, underwater and, like, tap the, re- the, the what is it, the uh, Prudhoe Bay Reservoir and, uh, pretty much drain it completely of oil, so, uh, they, they do that, they, they start drilling, and again, like, the first story, it causes, like, massive, like, destruction across the globe and stuff, like, and, and for, like, two pages, like, it goes on and on about, like, uh, volcanoes erupting and, like, geysers spewing, like, you know, lava and, uh, fissures opening in the world, and, like, the, the West, like, Russia and the U.S.,
2: like, blaming each other for it. Yeah, like, they're, they're about to launch, like, nuclear missiles at each other or something.
1: Yeah, it's, like, in the course of two pages, yeah. Like, the world is, like, brought to,
2: like, the brink of nuclear war because... Well, you know, this is just, like, the end of Watchmen, basically. Like, yeah. at, the, at least at this point, you know.
1: Pretty much, yeah. And, um, anyway, uh, this is all happening, and Optimus Prime has a brilliant plan, uh... That involves liquid rayon gas, and uh,
2: this is yeah. where the Mister Science comes <laughs> into the story real heavy. Yeah,
1: so the the plan is to to pump the rayon gas into the emptying reservoir because in its liquid form, it's denser than oil, so it will co- it will like cause I guess like a backdraft or or some kind of uh, thing that will like pressurize Megatron's uh, like uh, um oil carrier and force it to the surface and once it's at the surface um it will face in prowl's words
0: our missiles
2: he's very he's very excited about that
1: (laughs) that's like the the key memory i have of this like audio tape is hearing prowl go our missiles but in any case uh this plan like works and uh like like surprisingly like Without even, like, a shot fired or whatever, this plan works. Uh, the, the oil carrier surfaces, and Megatron and the Decepticons, like, ditch it. The Autobots board it. There's a booby trap, and uh, some, some you can see, like, on in the audio cassette, like, Sideswipe getting hit by the booby trap and whatever. And then, like, they, they board it, and they find, like, the Decepticons have ditched. And they find, like, a message on a screen that Megatron left for them that keeps saying, a Decepticon universe is at hand, a Decepticon (laughs)
0: universe
1: is at hand. And uh, that's pretty much it. Like, you know, I guess all that, like, the the, um, natural disasters and stuff kind of just sealed themselves back up after that because they don't mention anything like what happened after the, the fact. So, yeah. That's, that's,
0: Earth was fine.
1: Exactly. Everything went back to normal. Like Except it's just, the fact
2: that the Decepticon universe is at hand.
1: Exactly, like, yeah. The, uh, it's like the end of, on, like, on ultimate, it's like the end of, uh, what's it called, the ultimate doom, where, like, Cybertron was, like, coming too close to Earth, and, like, as soon as Cybertron goes away, like, all those tidal waves and volcanoes, like, stop, like, dead stop. Yeah, they,
2: they immediately stop, because yeah, so. everything set itself a again. Yeah, so, th- yeah,
1: that's pretty much it.
2: So, uh, thoughts on this story? I think I would find it much more believable if Sunstreaker was the car that was offered to the human <laughs> to sell out humanity. Like, I was like, you know what, I don't think I'd sell out humanity for a Jeep, but if it was a really sweet Lamborghini, like, I'd consider it, you know? so
0: Yeah, like, I, think, I-, I wouldn't say know, I would do it. Or, or, like,
2: or like, maybe Blue Streak, you know? I- I'd sell out humanity for a Porsche or a Lamborghini, maybe, you know, but not, not a Jeep. Not a Jeep.
1: It's a very very nice-looking Jeep, though, maybe. No, not a
0: Jeep. Uh, <laughs> I guess if I was, like, directing, like, a uh, um, re- relaunch of MASH or something, maybe I'd need the Jeep, but <laughs> I don't know. It's just some junky old army Jeep.
2: It's like it's like if this was, like, a Season 2 era, I'd be like, yeah, we got a beachcomber for you. And I'd be like, wait, you sold out humanity for a fucking dune buggy?
0: Like, come <laughs> on, man.
2: This sucks.
1: I like how the first like pretty much five or three or four pages are dedicated to like Megatron going back and forth on like should we like you know, deal with this human or shouldn't we? And then he finally decides, No uh, what well, why that's stupid. Like let's just do what we want. <laughs> is
2: this yeah. is this the one is this the one where they describe Megatron as laughing so heartily that when he pats Soundwave on the back he nearly like makes him eject his cassette tapes?
0: I yeah, think that was the was that first, first book. Oh, maybe first it was one. yeah, the first oh, when like okay. the Jetfire's okay. attack was awry. Okay. I, I, I like I, just, I,
2: I I remember that being distinct for some reason. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I liked in both books like um Megatron's like first reaction to like anything going wrong with the plan was just yelling, Do something <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. I like I, I
1: I enjoy uh him calling Soundwave a tape filled idiot. <laughs> You blundering, <laughs> tape-filled idiot.
2: Tape-filled idiot! <laughs> ah. You know, it's like, okay, whatever, Mumrah.
1: I I like how, like, it seems, aside from, like, Skyfire attacking, like, the oil platform or the mobile oil, the mobile oil oppression fortress or whatever it is, um, it's like no one, like, fights each other, really. It's just, like, Optimus Prime, like, solves everything from, like, the confines of his, like, computer screen, more or less, and Prowl just is like, you know, great job, chief, you know, he's constantly calling him chief. Like yeah, it, it, it kind of reminded me of like
2: those <laughs> like the, the Japanese stuff. Yeah, the, the, dubs. the headmaster
1: dubs where they always like, "What's wrong, chief?" You know, they call the leaders chief for some reason. But and, and it, once again, like I said, they dedicate like two pages to describing in detail like the the horrible like terrible things that are happening to planet
2: Earth. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, the, the more I think about it, the only thing that I can suggest is that. It's it's semi-propaganda for little kids, where you're like, science is good, and energy consumption is bad. Like, just, you know, flat wrong. Like, it reminds me of, like, the old, like, Super friend shows from the 70s, where it's like they were always fighting all these, you know, dumb old scientist guys, where it'd be like, I don't mean to cause natural disasters, I want to help the world, but, whoops, oh, the whole world's about to blow up! And Superman's like that's bad, like, let me go stop it real quick and then we'll teach you a lesson about what you should be doing, you know, and you're just kind of like, all right, you know, this is kind of the same thing, it's not like, it's not like Optimus Prime punches Megatron in the face or anything, it's more like, you know, Megatron, uh, starting these tidal waves and, and destructive volcanoes is bad, you know, so, I don't know.
1: And, like, all the other voices, like, I can deal with, but, like, Optimus Prime's voice is, like, awful. Like, I I don't know, like, it's so, like, not Optimus Prime.
0: We cannot wait any longer. But I have an idea, a solution, and it may help us flush those mechanical rats from their hole as well.
2: I I still think this is all the same guy. Like, I I, I think it's just Optimus Prime. I I, I thought, too. His prime voice is just him with, like, some extra reverberation around it where it's just like, you know, he's got that mechanical, you know, echo or whatever, so. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. You can only do so much to change, you know. I mean, I guess unless you're, like, Frank Welker and you can, you know, do a million animal books.
1: Yeah. Like, Megatron kind of sounds like Mum-Ra, and then, like, Soundwave and Prowl just kind of have, like, sort of generic voices, more or less, like...
2: Soundwave well, they, is just, kind of that that higher register, kind of like we got missiles, you know. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. You know. No, I, I I remember like liking this story as a kid, but like nowadays, I'm like, man, why did I like it? It's like not like exciting in the least, and like I guess since well, I mean, like
2: I I thought I I my suspe- my suspicion was when you you suggested this as one of the topics, I just thought you know. It, it, being one of like your childhood books and the fact that Prowl is one of your favorite yeah, characters. That's... I mean it does it does very much seem to feature Prowl. I mean, yeah, he you know, you may we may laugh it up and say, Oh, he's the Robin to the Adam West Optimus Prime or whatever, but he is Robin. I mean he's 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 the right hand guy, the whole time through both these stories and and that's definitely played up. I mean, he, you know, if, if Prowl wasn't on the computer doing anything, what the fuck was Optimus going to do? Have fucking Gears do it? If, or Brawn? He'd probably, like, squish somebody's head, you know, instead of, like, find the fucking, you know, Decepticons <laughs> or whatever. So, it's like, I mean, you know, for the most part, like, Prowl's pretty, pretty competent, even though he's getting yelled at the whole time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Optimus is kind of a dick in this. Like, yeah, I, I um what was i going to say? I guess yeah, like you you're right. Like probably because this Prowl just showed up. I was probably like, "All right, like Prowl." Like and that that was like good enough for me basically. But again, I, I should also mention like that like yeah, Megatron flat straight up like kills this guy and like like the, the VHS shows it happening, but like not graphically, but it just shows like Megatron like shooting the guy with this fusion cannon and the guy's like,
0: "Ooh."
1: But, like, the, the actual book doesn't show what's happening. The book just says Megatron
2: flattens
1: him hmm. with an ion they were, they stun were
2: pulling a dream, They were pulling a dream wave before dream wave was a thing.
1: Yeah, with an
2: ion stun field, whatever that is. We, we can ask um, Optimus Prime or Mr. Science. I'm sure they'll give us a long-ass Warren Ellis explanation that will put us to sleep after the first ten minutes.
1: Some people have noted that, like, in these stories, like, Megatron sure seems to love, like, drilling machines. Like, he has, like, in the last story, they escaped in, like, this drill tank type thing, and in this one, they're like, the plan is drilling, you know, drilling for oil. Well,
2: I think think that's part of the whole environmental propaganda thing, where it's like, oh, drilling is bad, kids, you know, like... Like you're like okay, like it could be, it could not be, but you know, in here it's it's very much like you know, oh, this is bad. If you drill something, you're gonna cause earthquakes, volcanoes, and 20 million people are gonna be in a sea of death. You know, and you're just kind of like, that's not always <laughs> the case, but you know, you know, if, if they're taking it to this sort of extreme place, I guess, you know, for for whatever reason. Yeah.
1: I I do remember recall like thinking as a kid that the the like end scene with the the Decepticon universe is at hand the Deceptic- or uh, Decepticon universe is at hand was kind of like creepy like I remember being I don't know not like scared of that but like I don't know it, it seemed kind of like
2: uh, eerie I guess just just a random observation that you know it it kind of sounded like. Like Dalek speak, you know, like where they're like this Septagon universe is at an, like, you know, and then and then the other thing, the other random Doctor Who reference I was gonna make is if you did have the book on tape, uh, much like the Star Wars books where it's like oh you turn the page when R two D two beeps like this, you know, and it's like, burr, 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 burr. you know, and then you turn the page like in the Transformers one it was this weird kind of eighties like. And, like, you know, I'm not doing it justice, but it sounds all 80s and weird, and it totally reminds me of, like, 80s Doctor Who sound effects for some reason, where it's like, you could tell it was, like, totally 80s. It's like, you know it's time to turn the page. When you hear this sound, it's like, <laughs> you know, and I was just kind of like, I don't know, that felt very 80s to me for, for whatever reason. Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, my My choice bit of dialogue from this one, is uh, when Megatron, like, loses his patience, basically, with the the, the dude, and uh, he tells, like, Soundwave to speed up the oil pumping, and he says, My warriors need every drop of that lovely black juice to bathe their gears and fuel their engines. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, he's really into this. <laughs>
0: it's
2: like it's like Thunder Kittens and shit, you know? <laughs> he's yeah. all up on that. Uh, any final thoughts, Brian?
0: Uh, no, I'd actually forgotten about Fenrir Kittens until Derek just reminded me, so thank <laughs> you for that. <laughs> I had blocked it out of my memory, but now it's back full force. Never, <laughs> never. Well,
2: you must never forget, Brian. Never forget oh. the Fenrir Kittens. Megatron's going to get, like...
1: The humans to bathe them in oil. <laughs> ever. All
0: scantily clad, Spike and Chip
1: washing down
0: Meg's gears.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, it's like Spike yeah. and Carly. Like uh. they're they're in like the 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 bathing suit bikini outfits from like season two, and they're gonna like wipe Megatron down.
1: Oh man! Well, in any case. uh. Yeah, so that's about it. Uh, any final thoughts?
0: Hmm. You know, I, I, I had the second book, too. I don't I don't know if I had it as a kid or if I just got it, like, somewhere along, like, you know, all the years I've been a collector or whatnot. But um, I guess it's kind of interesting, like, going through these stories, but... Like, they're so bad and it's so hard to watch like <laughs> when when the first video loaded i was like oh yes it's only 10 minutes that shouldn't be too long and then by like six minutes in i was like oh i wish this was over already and then that was only like you know like a like two-thirds of the video and i had to watch two more after that so i don't know uh i guess it's an okay book and <laughs> that's about all i can say for it really i'm, I'm not sure if as a kid i would have liked it or not it's hard to say
2: yeah, my, my final word on it would just be I'm more familiar with Satellites of Doom than, than the second one that we, we were watching. But uh, if you're going to try to watch this and you've never seen it, or even if you're trying to revisit it, I would probably just go with the book version on tape as opposed to doing the VHS version just because the way it's edited is just, it, it's really fucking annoying. Like, I would I would not watch yeah. that version. So that that's basically like my last word on on um, on that uh, kid stuff. You know, I, I'd go with just you know find the book and, and and listen to the tape or the record or the MP3 or whatever it is you have. And, you know the the VHS stuff. Well, you know if if you if you're prepared to kind of deal with a lot of Pokemon embolism inducing like cuts and wipes and. Stupid shit like that. Well, then that's fine. But you know, I, I know it was kind of getting on my nerves. So, Optimus Prime, you metallic nemesis!
1: Megatron roared in his exposed fury.
2: One day I will remove
1: the yoke of your existence from around my neck. I shall erase your very mechanical being from the face of the universe. Master, quickly into the turbine mole machine. Well. That was uh, the first to uh, read and listen uh, kids uh, kids stuff Transformers uh, listen along books uh, the two stories were as uh, s- sat- a satellite of doom and when continents collide um, I just thought this would be a nice like I don't know. Uh, a nice trip into memory lane for me, at least, and like I thought, like you know, it, it'd be funny to revisit, and I think it was, and like I definitely, yeah, if we do, yeah. If, I definitely will think of Optimus and Prowl as Batman and
0: uh, or
2: <laughs>
1: or Adam West and Burt Ward do, do, from now does on. Does
2: this does continents of when continents collide? Does that continue into something else? Like, does that last word in the in the story, like where they're like you're. They're, in the Decepticon universe, does that ever like materialize? To else? Like
1: Looking into it, there are like follow up books, but I think they all basically tell the same exact plot where it's just Optimus uh, it's and. It's like
2: Megatron Prowl. and Soundwave do something nasty, and Optimus and Skyfire with, and Prowl.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Megatron does something fucking <laughs> drilling related, and like, Prowl and Optimus have to like reason it out and stop yeah
0: skyfire runs out of fuel screws something (laughs) up dies horribly people laugh (laughs) and (laughs) then Brawl fires some missiles
1: and and hound is tremendously overvalued yes Yes. (laughs) pretty much like the last book like
2: jeeps for everyone yay
1: (laughs) yeah and skyfire gets sent on a lot of suicide missions yeah that's that's pretty much it so so yeah so that was that and uh uh, we're the Fan Holes, and uh, you can, you know, this stuff where you could uh, follow us. Like, uh, 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 help me out here, Derek. Like, I, I don't rem- well, remember you can, you can go to
2: fanholesblogspot.com. You can send us emails at fanholespodcast.gmail.com. At if you like this episode of Transformers Tuesdays, let us know. Give us a like on Facebook. Send us out a tweet on Twitter. Uh, we've got Tumblr, um, all kinds of social media to connect with us on. Um, and then, you know, if you have any suggestions or anything, you know, feel free. If you think there's some obscure bit of Transformers history that, that you'd like to hear us discuss, you know, again, you know, you can send it to FanHolesPodcast at com And, um, yeah, so you know, there's plenty of ways to get in contact with us.
1: Thank you. You're, you're so good at that, Derek. Like, I, I'm, I'm totally garbage at that. But I'm just, like, uh, I think that one time I was, like, uh, you know, Derek would say to, like, follow us on all this stuff, but I would suggest you don't. Just <laughs> like, like, it's like just to be different, I would suggest the opposite. But in any case, yes, well, thank you for listening to us tonight, and uh, I'm Mike Thunderwing.
0: Hey, this is Brian Breakdown.
1: Hey, what's
2: up? This is Derek, Derek W.C.
1: And we will see you next time on Fan Holds.
2: Peace.
1: Hey is at hand. Hey is at hand. Hey is at hand. Hey is at Spirits of Energon, transform <laughs> this mechanical form into Megra, The ever drilling. <laughs>
2: like Lionel! Drill, baby! Drill! <laughs> 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 it's like
1: bathe me, humans, in that <laughs> lovely
0: black juice!
1: <laughs> oh,
0: boy.